0: From deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast, brought to you by Texas Fishing Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Von Warnke, author, outdoor writer, videographer, speaker, blogger, and podcaster, and I'm so excited that you've taken the opportunity to download our show or stream it online, however, you are listening. Thank you so much for doing so. All right. This show is a new one this week as we try to do every two weeks, uh, release new shows. And, uh, it's been a little crazy in my life lately because our, I work from home and I do this podcast from a home office studio and, um, our kitchen is being remodeled this week and last week. And it's just been absolutely crazy. So I recorded this, uh, podcast interview, uh, in the late evening hours. And, um, and, uh, we have an awesome guest this week. His name is Eric Henderson. And this is to kind of celebrate the article that I wrote for the March issue called Air Gunning for Hogs and Exotics. And um, this is a great guest to have on the show for such a occasion because Eric Henderson is an awesome guest for air gunning for hogs and exotics. You know, he's, his, his specialty is air gunning um, from way back when, when he first started doing air guns. Uh, he would take air guns that were big bore or even small bore air guns and modify them to be even bigger and better than what they originally were made by the manufacturer to be. And uh, so he's done a lot of modifying uh, to air guns in the past, still does today with some of the current PCP air guns that we have out there. And I thought having him on the show would just be a lot of fun this week because he is just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to how to properly use air guns, um, how to take game in a, a long effective ranges with air guns. In fact, his uh, one video that he has on YouTube right now is him taking an uh, exotic animal at uh, 198 yards with an Air Force Texan. And um, that I don't believe has been done on camera before at that distance. So he, you know, I've shot a, a, a hog from well underneath 100 yards uh, with my Texan, which is on the video that, uh, that I've got featured in the magazine. And, um, but, you know, he's done some really amazing things with air guns at long ranges on video. And I loved having him on the show this week. I think you'll really enjoy this interview with Mr. Eric Henderson. Joining me on the phone, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Eric Henderson. And, Eric, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: Wonderful. Better than I deserve. It's my usual answer. And um, tell us how you got started into air guns and the hunting industry as we know you today.
1: Oh, let's see. If we go way back, uh, I give all the credit to my father to uh, introduce me to the outdoors. I did a lot of fishing as a kid, uh, we didn't do a lot of hunting maybe some bird hunting but didn't do any deer or any rifle hunting or anything like that but i did a lot of fishing we did a lot of camping you know ran trout lines we did a lot of trapping also so um you know my father introduced me to the outdoors um there was a a kind of a void in there for several years where i didn't do any fishing or anything and then i got into uh shooting air rifles cool Uh, i've always been always been into doing things different uh I don't know if you remember when the, the Honda Civics became popular. They, you know, put turbochargers on them, stuff like that. Yes. I got into that. So I'm always into taking something that you wouldn't think would be capable of doing something and then amazing everybody with it.
0: <laughs> Tricking it out as it would be, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I
1: have had a turbocharged Honda Civic, and I was out there just wasting Mustangs. So, you know, I, I got into air rifles and uh, – I had a a break barrel marksman, I think it was. And, uh, we were shooting cowbirds. I was, I was working in, uh, Wisconsin. I do paint was, repair and I travel all over the country and I was working in Wisconsin and I was shooting, uh, I was shooting some cowbirds and stuff like that. and, And I was surfing the internet. I mean, we're talking a long time ago and, uh, uh, was, I'd say at least 15 years ago. And, uh, I came across these big bores. Yes. And it just so happened. Um, well, let me step back here. I found the RWS nine millimeter, which is made by Shinsung. This mm-hmm. is back when it, it was labeled as RWS. And I started shooting that and I shot that for a while. And then I was working in Minnesota and I saw where there was an air gun show. And I went to the air gun show, met up with Dennis Quackenbush where I bought my first Quackenbush air rifle.
0: Oh, cool.
1: And it was a 50 caliber. Um, back then he would actually leave the air gun show with air guns. He didn't really sell that many of them because they weren't that popular as far as big wars. Uh, that air gun grew into what we call now the big green monster um my uh my friend uh bob dean uh, he died a few years ago he was big into the big boars uh he was really talented in in modifying them for a lot of power we put a 457 caliber barrel on it made by dennis quackenbush and that thing was producing a little over 600 foot pounds but we're talking back in you know 2005
0: so that was pretty innovative at that time is what you're saying right? yes yes that's really never a one-off kind of thing that's never been done before
1: right that was way back then um let's see since then you know a lot of companies come out with powerful air guns um i've been working a lot with air force air guns which they make a quality product they're excellent people to deal with their customer service is a number one and just uh, recently I got a, a three hundred eight caliber from them, and I actually shot a three-shot group one inch at 150 yards just I, the other day. I
0: saw that on the Facebook group. I think that's amazing accuracy. And that said how many yards, 150 you said?
1: 150 yards. That's incredible. I just got the gun.
0: You no. just got the gun and it's that accurate right out of the box. You're not doing any major modification to that one just yet, right? I haven't
1: done any modifications wow. to that one or my 457.
0: Okay, so very we good. We shot
1: that out to 500 yards.
0: Oh yeah. That was one of the things I wanted to bring up on this show is that I get the question a lot when I bring up air guns and big bore air guns as we know them um and that's anything above what a 308 up to a 50 cal is that would be yeah. would that be safe?
1: I would say about ten years ago, it was. It was uh, from then forward, it, or from them back, it was twenty-five caliber, twenty-five okay. was considered. Or, I don't think it's much the case anymore. I think uh, three hundred eight, three hundred eight on up is really considered a big bore.
0: A big boy air gun, okay, very good. Yeah. And the advantage that Air Force has is they make the forty five um, caliber air gun, and they make the three fifty seven caliber air gun, and then they make the three oh eight. And the three fifty seven and three oh eight were new in twenty sixteen at SHOT Show. And then this year they're coming out with the forty five caliber suppressed or super suppressed SS right. model. Right. And I'm excited to get my hands on one of those because oh, um Me too. I mean, a, a gun that is that, I mean, they're louder than what you think, folks, you know, if you've never shot a big bore one before, a big bore air gun before, but they are, um, you know, with the silencer, it's just deadly power, you know, I mean, it's just amazing, wouldn't you say that? Definitely. I mean, they're, um, they're just, they're amazing.
1: It, you know, the air guns aren't quiet. You know, people ask me, well, you know, how, how, how loud are these? And I said, you wouldn't shoot one of these in your backyard. Right. And so when you add the suppressor to it, I mean, you're... It's still a loud whoosh of air. Right. Um, I remember way back a long time ago, we, we had a, uh, we don't call them suppressors, we call them moderators. Oh, okay. We stuck, I stuck one on the end of my uh, three oh eight air rifle, and I was a couple hundred yards away, and my buddy was sh- shooting, and I could still hear it, but it wasn't a pop. It was more like a big, loud whoosh, and, uh, you know, it... But it doesn't have the report it's not as loud right so yeah it, it's, it's this is way back when now the technology for the uh, the air gun um, moderators are are a lot better um, especially the the air force design you know they they have the internal suppression system on a lot of their guns, which do have uh, working baffles which are, I'm sure it has one in the uh, the new super suppress. So it's going to work a lot better than what it did a long time ago. But, yeah, it's it's going to be a, a lot quieter.
0: Right. Now, that is that is a lot quieter than the air guns of the past, the big boy air guns of the past. But the interesting thing is when when I had this out on the hog hunt that I wrote the magazine article about for the March issue – it was interesting because my friend that was with me started plugging his ears, and I said, it's not really that loud. It's not as loud as an AR-15 going off or a shotgun going off. It's not where it's going to make your ears ring. Would you agree?
1: I would agree. If you're in an open field and there's nothing to, right. to reflect the sound back, it, it won't ring your ears.
0: But if you're a really enclosed area, that's a different story. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. You got a wall saying. next to you, if right?
1: Next to the wall or something like that. Yeah, my ears are a little sensitive, and any loud noise will will make them ring. Right. I mean, I can clap hands and make them ring, but you know, in an open field, it won't make my ears ring. Uh, that's so, that's
0: good to know. So they're not yeah. that loud, is what I'm trying to say. And with a a lot of folks went through and suppressed their air guns, their their Texan without before the 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 integral suppressor came along. And uh, I thought that was interesting seeing some of those modifications. But the one thing that's really cool about you, Eric, is that you like to mod your guns uh, and make them even bigger and better than what they're they they come out of the box capable of. Is that right? The
1: the quacking bushes are the ones I usually end up modding. Um, Dennis makes a, an excellent product. He makes a product that, you know, kind of for everybody. It's not, it's not something that, that, uh, it's the most powerful or the weakest. It's like in the middle of the road. Right. I like my guns to have the first shot with the most power. And I usually like running higher pressure. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't like. Telling people to do that, I do it anyway. Sure. Um, I usually run, you know, 35, 36, 3700 sometimes. Um, it is safe on the gun. I've never had any problems. Um,
0: and that's pre, that's P, psi, right? Thirty-five to thirty-six yes, hundred yes. psi. Okay, I just want to yeah, make it's sure because not all of our audience knows everything about air guns like you and I do. So
1: right, right. Um, this regular compressed air, you know, right? CO two, nitrogen. Just regular compressed air. You use I a have carbon. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I have my own air compressor, five thousand psi air compressor, and I have two large carbon fiber tanks that hold forty-five hundred psi. So you know, I I got a lot of air to work with. Um, I also put a bigger transfer port so it can flow more air, which will actually end up bringing down my fill pressure. Right. To be the same power. Um, I, you know, when I first started out, I put a heavier spring in it. It'd be really hard to cock the gun, but you know, I'm six, four, I don't have any problem cocking the gun. Um, Put a heavier hammer in it. You know, you open up the transfer port, put more air in it and there you have more power. Obviously, the longer barrel gives you more power. Um, the Air Force Texan has a was it a thirty four inch I think it's so thirty four inch barrel and you know that's where a lot of the power comes from. but you know, like I said i'm six four it doesn't really you know bother me at all uh, you're you're a tall guy too, so yeah, i'm it, it six
0: five so no, it doesn't bother me at all. Right, uh, It makes for a long gun, but I mean, it's uh, I love my Texan. I mean, out of all the is, guns that I own.
1: It's not cumbersome, especially no. with the way that the Air Force gun is, is made. You know, you don't have the big stock in the front. You know, w- w- without a scope, the gun weighs eight pounds.
0: Right, right. It's relatively light for what it is, I mean, for being right. a an air gun. And the thing is, I just got my... Um, my air tank was due for inspection and, and the hydros and all that stuff gone uh, to be done on it. Um, and that was done uh, back in January. And I it, every, you know, when you, when you own an air gun or especially a big bore air gun, they go through a lot of air. So you want to get a scuba tank at the very least, if not a carbon fiber tank like the fire department uses. They're a little bit more expensive. But a scuba tank, I think I paid $120, I think, for mine and uh to get it inspected every year is is uh is a few bucks and get it filled is a few bucks but it's worth it to have it um because it's better than pumping air is that right eric that is true uh
1: it all depends on how much power you're running
0: right and how much you wanted how much you shoot
1: um i started out with a hand pump on my Quackenbush bush way back then and you know i was much younger then right i felt I never knew I had. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's a after, workout. After pumping for you know a year or so, um, I didn't have any problem pumping the gun. Right. I'm I'm about to turn 48 years old now, and uh, you wouldn't catch me pumping up gun if I had to. Right. Um, right. And then I switched to a scuba tank. Uh, maximum fill pressure of a scuba tank. Most people fill it to is like 3,300
0: or 3,000 pounds is what mine is. But yeah, same idea.
1: Right. Well, some people push the 33, and, you know, it gives you a couple extra shots. Right. That worked for a little while, and then I moved to the carbon fiber tank.
0: Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, it's it's not a lot to get you by the air gun. You get the foster fitting or whatever they call it, the little valve knob that goes on the scuba tank uh, that has a fitting that goes onto your air gun, and you basically turn the scuba tank, you know, where it releases air, and uh load up your gun uh with air and then you know turn it off release the valve and you're good to go it does not take long at all to fill one of these air guns and uh they're a blast to shoot just for target shooting you can shoot ball ammunition uh, round ball you can shoot slugs you can shoot um there's just a wide variety of weights in the caliber of slugs that you use in air guns and uh, it's just a blast It's some of the funnest shooting i've ever done Uh, would you agree
1: Oh, oh, definitely. I mean, 95% of my hunting nowadays is air effort. Wow. And, you know, people ask me, what, what about the cost? And I said, uh, the initial investment is where your cost is, uh, your air tanks, you know, obviously the gun. And if you can afford it, a way to pressurize your air tanks, you know, I have a, an air techs, um, uh, air compressor, um, right, right here in Texas. And, uh, I've been using it since 2006 is when I bought it.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, so that's over 10 I actually years. Bought it,
1: I actually bought it right before I went to Africa back oh, in 2006. Cool. And I did a big air gun hunt in Africa with uh, Jim Chapman and Randy Mitchell.
0: Oh, great. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, and the thing that um, that is interesting is even if you don't get a whole fill set up to fill up your air tank, you can go to a scuba shop and get it for, I don't know, um, six or seven bucks would you say, Eric, right? When's the last time you've done that? I don't remember what it was oh, for it's me. A long time ago. Um, it's it's about six or seven bucks, I guess, is what they charged me to do a fill at my scuba shop, but just not idea. Uh,
1: I remember when when I went to the one in Dallas it was I think it was like fifteen bucks. Okay.
0: Well it's still not very much. I mean that's what No, no,
1: no. It's 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 very cheap.
0: It just depends on where you live in Texas. But I mean it's um it's it's not a lot of money to to maintain one and keep one up uh, a tank up and and uh, Air Force has a good warranty on their um on their uh, air guns as well and um there's not a lot to really go wrong with with an air gun you know sometimes your tank may leak which I had that issue with my Talon um, P the other day and I sent that off to Air Force and they took care of it and it's as good as new now and um, right. I just I love I love the Air Force air guns line of guns they're really really good and the big bores now that they're in that market it's it's hard to beat i mean um it's really nice
1: (laughs) but you know when it comes to maintenance on air guns you know you're working with o-rings and valves and high pressure you know those things they they, you know wear and tear sometimes if you fill it too quickly the the o-rings will heat up you know the air will heat up and you'll start to bake your o-rings right so careful how fast you fill it but you know you take care of everything um they have special air gun oil for for o-rings and stuff like that just take care of it it'll last you a long time
0: right and i want to switch gears real quick with you eric and just see you know you out of all the folks that i've known in the air gun industry have probably taken more animals at a longest range a longer range than just about anybody i've ever met um and especially doing all this on camera because you've been recording your own hunts for over 10 years is that right
1: that is correct. Um, I have the longest kill on video as far as a big game animal. Um, I know of people who've done longer kills with, with air guns, but as far as being on video, yes, I have the longest, longest distance, which would be 198 yards.
0: And that's another misconception that a lot of people have. You know, after you get out past 100 yards, a lot of people. You know, they treat an air gun like a muzzleloader, and most muzzleloaders these days are absolutely phenomenal. They're like shooting a centerfire rifle in a single shot right. in a lot of ways. But, you know, there's so much kinetic energy and foot pounds of kinetic energy that go downrange with one of these big bore air guns like the Texan. Uh, it bears witness to to consider that you can make an a- accurate, ethical shot past 100 yards. Would you agree?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, you know, let's see. When I bought my first Quackenbush, it was putting out 240 foot pounds, I think it was, and that was shooting round ball. And right. I was talking to this about hunting deer with it, and he, and he was suggesting you know keep it within 50 yards, and you know do a shoulder shot on a deer and it'll kill it. That's with 240 foot pounds. Um, I did the calculations on my Air Force text, and at 500 yards, it's still putting out over 400 foot pounds.
0: That is that- amazing.
1: That's shooting a 330-grain bullet at around 850 feet per second.
0: Holy smokes. I didn't realize. I, I knew the ballistics somewhat, but not at those kind of ranges, not at the extended ranges like you were talking about. You've got a lot of bullet drop at that range, but that's still a lot of power at that, right. at that far.
1: Uh, also, uh, you know, it, it's, it's what, uh, what type of bullet you're shooting, obviously. Um, I was uh, a friend of mine, uh, Seth Rolland. Uh, he owns uh, BigBoarAirgunAmmo dot com. Yes, and I I use mostly his stuff. Um, great product. My all my long distance kills were done with his with his bullets. Um, it is a three hundred let's see three hundred and thirty grain uh, pointed bullet. Uh, actually, it's, it's a cup nose with a ballistic tip on the end, kind of a little polymer or hard plastic tip. Oh, okay. And it gives it a great ballistic coefficient.
0: I've got some of those too. They're ballistic tips, is what he calls them, basically. But they're a lathed, uh, like a lathed round tip that looks like a ballistic tip sabo, like a shotgun sabo slug. Mm-hmm. But um, I, they they fly amazingly too. I've had nothing but luck with um, with shooting those. You know, as far as accuracy goes. So, um, that's great. So I would definitely wanted to mention Seth Roland as part of the show as well, cause he's a heck of a guy and has really done a lot to advance the sport of air gunning, uh, and hunting with air guns. So tell me some of the exotics and, and, and other animals that you've taken with, uh, with your air gun. Cause you've definitely taken a lot with the, with that one, with your, with your air guns.
1: No, um, let, let me start off by, uh, talking about the two uh, bison hunts that I actually filmed. I didn't shoot them, but I filmed two bison hunts with their rifles. Um, One was with uh, the big bore Bob 20 millimeter. And the other one is with the quackenbush 457 that I took to Africa. I sold it to a friend of mine and he took a bison with it. I see. Uh, Then the ones I've actually taken myself. Oh, geez. (laughs) Let's see, a ton of pig.
0: Yes, a ton of hogs.
1: They're, they're, they're not considered exotics, but <laughs> uh, just tons and tons of hogs. Uh, most of them have been headshots. Right. For this one, that was 118 yards to the head with a quacking was 308. Wow. Um, lots of rams, goats, uh, free range mouflon, which those videos were on my uh, YouTube page. Yes. Um, I have killed an elk. That's on one of my old DVDs. Uh, then Africa, I shot Kudu, Bushbuck, Diker, Warthog, and Impala. I also shot a Vervet Monkey. I kind of felt bad after I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but those things are a nuisance. Right. Uh, and, uh, a big nuisance. I've they'll, heard that. they'll break your house and destroy your house. Oh, no. Uh, let's see. I shot a mongoose, and I shot a. Uh, this is in Africa. Shot a mongoose, and I shot a. I think they called an Egyptian goose. Okay.
0: Familiar at, with that?
1: At, at night we were we were spotlighting at night, and there was a goose in the middle of this pond. And they were like, "Hey, can you hit that?" And it was at 80 yards, as with a bush 22, and uh, I actually hit it in the head at 80 yards. Um. Let's see wow. what else. Um,
0: at, at night too. That's pretty impressive.
1: <laughs> right. Let's see. Uh, I shot a deer in Michigan with, uh, I went hunting up in Michigan. It was a, a high fence ranch with, uh, Jim Chapman and Robert Vogel, who is a uh, Mr. Mr. Hollow point. Oh yeah. Makes a great hollow point, uh, air rifle bullet. Yes. Um, I shot it. I think it was. It hadn't been scored, but everybody guessed it to be like 130, 135 whitetail.
0: It's a nice buck.
1: Oh, it's it's a big buck, and uh, I shot that with a quackenbush. Let's see. I've shot many deer, whitetail deer in Missouri where it's legal. Right. At my friend uh, Brian Cook's property. A lot of those videos are on my website or on my uh, YouTube page right um let's see what else i should have made a list <laughs> no it's okay
0: i'm just i just wanted to kind of give folks an idea that air guns aren't just what your grandfather grew up with you know uh target shooting in the backyard i mean these are some serious lethally you know lethal killing
1: machines they really are right. uh, let see axis deer um, <laughs> the list continues uh, <laughs> i love <yeah>. it <laughs> uh there's a i think it was a A fallow? I think it was a fallow. Yeah, fallow uh, fallow deer. Doe. Yeah, I've killed a lot of animals with my air rifles
0: cool No, that and you've killed more than then not that that hunting is all about killing but you've taken more animals with your air rifle than most people that i know more different species of animals instead of just hunting hogs like i do or just hunting deer in states where that's legal with air guns and that kind of stuff so that's what i'm i'm am trying to make the point with your with your um, different
1: varieties of animals yeah exactly
0: with your with your streak i guess if you will of, of air gun success that it definitely is a powerful enough weapon with that kind of foot pounds of kinetic energy. Energy to get the job done.
1: Which is funny. Back when I first started doing this, I was told that I shouldn't be doing this and you know, <laughs> don't have enough energy to be doing it with. Yeah, uh, you know, I wish they would have told me I couldn't do it before I went out and done it.
0: Right, exactly. Because you showed them that's for sure. So yeah, I just kind of think it's funny. I mean, the way that the perception in public is when we were doing the um, the mock up for the March issue, uh, they had these these kind of decent size but they look like field pellets that they were going to put on the article. And um when I I finally went back to them and said how about some air gun slugs and I sent them a couple of pictures so they they basically took and cut those slugs out and um um cut them real good and, and put them all over the the feature, you know, editorial story. And uh you know, the conception is you're shooting pellets when you really you're shooting in big bore at least you're shooting bullets. That are you know 125 to you know 400 grain bullets, or, or larger or smaller,
1: um, right? I mean, you know, when I went to Africa, I was uh, using another company's bullets. They were they were kind of hard lead back then, mm-hmm. and you know it's and he makes uh, it's called Hunter Supply, yes. And he made bullets for I think Midway USA was selling them. Um, you know, these were reloading bullets, these, right? You know, obviously aren't pellets. So you know these are ones that you you load into like a forty five seventy you know right. or or whatever
0: but they're lead um, cast they're cast lead bullets basically yeah yeah just part. regular right.
1: cast bullets there's nothing special about the bullets except for the fact that if you use pure lead you get better velocity
0: right and better expansion on your game as well right exactly yeah. if you hit
1: a bone or something like that things are going to flatten out expand.
0: Okay, no, that's good. And uh, tell me also about um, your experience at longer ranges. Tell us about your 198-yard harvest of that. Was it a ram, if I remember the video correctly?
1: It was a, a free-range mouflon Mouflon
0: you okay, that's right. I remember that now.
1: And uh, there's a place down at the very north end of Del Rio, Texas. It's all free-range. I think it's like 800 acres. A uh, beautiful place to go out and, and hunt. And... Uh, We, I, this was my second time going out there and we were up on this hill. We, we searched for hours for these things and we were scratching our heads like, where did they go? (laughs) So We we finally made, we went up to the top of this one, this one hill. We looked down and there they were down there and the wind was blowing really hard. And, you know, for some reason, I don't know why, but I didn't think that the wind was blowing hard up top, but it wasn't blowing hard down below. Right. So I adjusted for the wind and, you know, which was almost a foot. I was aiming at the back end of the, the mouflon and lo and behold, you know, the, the wind was only blowing up top and not down below. Mm -hmm. And I hit the mouflon towards the back. Okay. But it, it, it dropped it.
0: It hit the ground. So that happened uh, from a, that you were basically overcompensating If you, if you want I to be... way be overcomp- if okay. I would have
1: aimed dead on to where I wanted it, that bullet would have gone right where I wanted it to right. go. Um, you know, it, I, I have a, a chart that's taped to the uh, top of my bottle and all I have to do is use a range finder, which is really important when using these air rifles and shooting longer range is to know your trajectory. Yes. And I have a chart on the top of my bottle where I can look at the chart and and show how many lines down that my point of aim is going to be. Right. Which something else I need to to point out is I use a first focal plane scope. I
0: was just getting ready to bring that up, Eric, because I know you love
1: those things. Yeah. Uh, It's really important when shooting long range with air rifles. And a lot of people don't know what a first focal plane scope is. And basically what it is, is you're when you, when you zoom in and out on the scope, your reticle zooms in and out with you. So let's say you have, uh, I don't really use a mill dot, but they are in mills. You'll have your, your center crosshair. You'll have a small horizontal line. Then you'll have a little bit bigger horizontal line then a small one, then a bigger one, then a small right. one, bigger one. And it goes on down to about 10, 10 big lines. And my bottom line is around 200 yards. So no matter what power I have the scope set on, you know the 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 second line down is like 120 yards
0: right
1: so you know I can zoom it way in or I can zoom it out a little bit and it, it'll always be it'll always be you know the same point of aim no matter what uh power you have the scope set at right and so um you know you sight in the gun and uh Whenever I travel somewhere, I take a couple shots and make sure I'm still zeroed in. Mike, my, my gun's zeroed in at 100 yards, and uh, and then I I know I'm on. And then when I go out there, you know, I range find the animal, look at the chart, see where the, the point of aim is going to be, and put that line on the animal and pull the trigger.
0: Very good. So that's kind of uh, long-range shooting with air guns 101 for folks.
1: That's, that's basically it. All the rest is trigger control, breathing. Right, breathing and follow through.
0: Yeah. yeah. And follow through. It's very important. So your basic shooting skills. And the thing that I love, I've talked to Yvette Hicks over at air force air guns and she's a great lady and is, is so much fun to talk to at the shot show or NRA show or wherever I meet her and, and meet you and Rick, um, and, and the rest of the air force team, you know, the thing that's really cool about air guns is it's a way to get kids hooked on shooting sports. And, um, you know, one of the things I'm teaching my son, who's seven and a half, is um, going to the range with my Talon SS, or not? I'm sorry, I always say the Talon SS with my Talon P, and basically um, showing him the basics without having to spend a fortune on ammunition. Even it's cheaper, even than shooting a 22. Really, you know, if you look at it long term, but showing him the basics of trigger control, one shot at a time, because most all Air Force air guns are single shot, and um you know, just showing them the fundamentals basically with an air gun. And I think that's vitally important with getting our kids outdoors and shooting is something simple like that.
1: Right. It's also safer than shooting a, a 22. You know, um, like a 22 short or even a long rifle or whatever. You're using a, a big solid projectile. Right. And, you know, a pellet doesn't carry as far, it totally flattens out whenever it hits something. Yes. And it's, it's, it's definitely much safer.
0: And that's a good point to make. I just kind of wanted to throw that out there because, you know, I'm all about getting youth started in the outdoors and, you know, air guns are an easy way to get them there, but they're a lot more powerful than the ones you and I grew up with. You know, I've got an old break open, you know, uh, 177 caliber that my grandfather handed down to me. And I mean, I cherish that gun cause it was his, but it uh, It's a Springer, you know, it's a spring loaded one. It's nothing compared to what the PCP guns are of today.
1: Yeah. Speaking of uh, getting, uh, kids into into hunting and air rifles. Um, my daughter's already killed three deer with with wow. her air rifle. And uh, um, let's see, she just turned 13 in December, and in October she shot her third deer. So at age 12, she'd already you know shot three. It was with a Quackenbush air gun at, on the Quackenbush farm. Wow, up in Missouri.
0: And I've seen um, some of your videos. They're great with your daughter. I mean, I love watching her hunt because she is so all, stealthy and just awesome.
1: <laughs> all, all three of those, all those kills are on my my YouTube page. Oh, cool. Uh, she, she, uh, let's see. When she was nine, she took a uh, merino ram with a uh, Quackenbush fifty. Oh, cool. Yep.
0: I think I've seen that video too. Um, And yeah, that's, that's one you showed me when we were in the shot show, uh, hotel room, right? Yes. Yes. I've seen that video. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's great. And I will definitely put links to your, um, to your adventures of field webpage and your YouTube channel in the show notes. So people can check that out because I think that's vitally important to, um, to check out some of your videos because, you know, I, it's one thing to talk about this kind of stuff, but it's another thing to actually watch it in action. And uh, I have a video, of course, that you've watched, Eric, that uh, of me killing a hog, you know, at a decent mm-hmm. yardage with a with a forty five caliber unsuppressed air gun. And then you've got videos of Quackenbush and Air Force Texans and all kinds of different air guns that you're shooting, um, taking game. And I just, you really show it, I think, better than most folks that I've met. You show it in action, better. <laughs> You know, right. than a lot of folks do, and I, I definitely have to honor you for that because there are a lot of folks that just talk the talk the game. You actually walk the talk, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you know,
1: I, I I I talk a lot about what I do, and I'm not trying to toot my horn. Oh, I know. A lot of it is just you know, if I can do it, everyone else can do it. Right.
0: It, this you is accessible. I'm
1: energy into it, and you know, this is more of not look what I did, but look look what i did and that you can do too yes
0: that's exactly what i was thinking is look what i did and and check it out for
1: for example like like my uh adventures of Field youtube channel it's not the the show isn't about me it's about air guns i have a lot of other people that i've filmed i'm just as happy behind the camera as i am in front of it um you know it's 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 all about promoting the sport of air gun hunting
0: right and you do that well, and I know I've talked about air guns on quite a few episodes of the show, but it's because I want to spread the good news and the good cheer of air guns with the Texas fishing game audience, because this is, um, you know, this is where it's at. I mean, this is this is an up and coming and growing sport, kind of like bow fishing is, or kind of like uh, three gun shooting is, and you know those kind of things that are growing in the uh, in the firearms and the shooting and the hunting industry. Um, you know, air guns are definitely coming up th- with the speed and the power and the advances, of the technology that we have today. I mean, it's, it's great. It's, uh, it is an awesome time to be alive and be an air gunner. <laughs> right. right?
1: Now, so. uh, you know, what's funny, there's, there's a lot of States adopting the, the air gun rules. Uh, Missouri, I do believe being the, the first one. Uh, I just wish Texas would, would do it. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of game animals in Texas that I'd love to take with an air rifle. Right. Um, you know, like, uh, I can't shoot javelina. I can right. go out and shoot a mountain lion, and I can shoot an elk, but I can't legally shoot a
0: javelina. <laughs> Isn't that funny?
1: <laughs> love to t- go after a pronghorn. I've never hunted pronghorn, and uh, I'd love to take a pronghorn with an air rifle.
0: Right. At a long range, even, too, especially with that three hundred eight. as flat as that thing shoots, you know.
1: Right, right.
0: So, I mean, and that's a rule right now in Texas, and hopefully this changes one day, but basically you're... um. Your rules say that air guns can only be used for non-game species, unlike, you know, the game species of a deer or pronghorn, Or, yeah. um, but the funny thing is an elk is considered an exotic, isn't it? <laughs>
1: Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, yeah, anything anything not native to Texas is, an is exotic. Is an
0: exotic, yeah. And there's plenty of big, big you know animals out there. Neil guy and and all kinds of different you know big boned animals that uh, African animals, even you know that you can take with an air gun that are exotic and it's perfectly legal. You know, <laughs> so right. I you know, like funny. I said, you no, know, we've
1: we've killed a two thousand pound bison. Yes, and that was that was here in Texas, um, and you know I haven't. There, there is a little bit of footage on the internet about that, but I haven't edited the the whole uh, hunt. But, uh, you know, at 50 yards, took two shots. It stood there for a little while, you know, because obviously if it would have started running, it would have bled out faster. Right, right. It, it just, just kind of stood there. I wouldn't really call it a hunt. It was more of a shoot, you know.
0: <laughs> wasn't a whole uh, lot of but, skill involved, but skill for no, shooting still.
1: But my friend Stefan took two beautiful shots but um you know it, it's capable of doing it right so why can't we hunt deer with them right you know so. and, and put put in the regulation like missouri does you know 40 caliber and larger uh, powered by an external power source which right. would be uh, an air cylinder an air tank right yeah. no, no springers or anything anything
0: like that. Yeah, as long as it's PCP or, or some kind of technology like PCP, you know. And right. I must also say PCP stands for pneumatic, pre-pneumatic. Pre- oh, say it again, pre-char- I'm sorry. Pre-charged Pre- pneumatic, forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. So, pre-charged, pre-charged pneumatic, okay, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. PCP. Okay. So, that basically means uh it has a decent sized air tank that holds the the um the air and basically it shoots a, a charge of air out with every shot, is that correct?
1: Correct. It it's not considered a firearm because it is stored energy. It's not it, there's nothing combustible. It is not producing an explosion. So these right. are not considered firearms by the federal government.
0: Well the thing is to get one that's integrally suppressed is one story basically to, to to get an air gun that's already has a suppressor built into it. right Right. but to to buy a suppressor and put it on an air gun is a gray area because you need to you know most suppressors these days are made for firearms and you still need an nfa stamp if it's you know the way that i understand it Um, right right yeah
1: yeah if if you go out and buy an already made suppressor that's made for a firearm right definitely um i think a lot of the uh, i know people who are, are making the uh the moderators for the, uh, air force guns. Moderators. It only... I've
0: never heard of call moderator before. I well, must be young to this
1: then, way back when we used to call them pickles. We used to call them lead dust catchers. Oh, okay. LDC. Is LDC. What <laughs> lead, lead dust collectors, you know, <laughs> environmentally friendly. Yes, exactly. Um, and, uh, like for the, the air force guns nowadays, people are people making them for them. It slides between the frame and the barrel. Right. And it's not something you could just screw onto a gun. Yes. It's or on, onto, onto a firearm. You would have to modify the thing to make it fit a firearm. Right. And, and the way it fits onto the Air Force gun, it only fits an Air Force gun. Yes, Exactly.
0: So you know definitely check your laws on on suppressors and air guns, but I just think it needs to be said that you know it's it's one thing that already has a suppressor on it you don't need an n f a stamp or a tax stamp right. or anything to uh to own that gun and they're not considered firearms, so there's a lot of um a lot of things that you can do you know like that uh ammunition you don't have to buy loaded ammunition, you can just buy pellets or slugs or uh bullets if sure. you want to call them that. And, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, you know, the, the big bore a- ammunition is not necessarily as, as cheap as, as buying commercial loaded ammunition, you know, for firearms, but, you know, overall, you know, you, you want something that's going to expand well, like what Mr. Hollowpoint makes, like what Seth Roland makes, um, a lot of these things that, uh, that are made, you know, specifically for an air gun is what you want to aim for when you're looking for ammunition, right? Correct. So, I definitely wanted to mention that. Wow. What advice do you have for folks that are just getting into this sport?
1: You know, people, a lot of people call me up and and talk to me about air guns, and and they ask me which gun is best. And first thing I ask them is, what do you want to do with it? Right. Do you want to hunt squirrels? Do you want to hunt coyotes? Do you want to hunt deer or or bigger? Um, you You know, if they want to hunt squirrel, squirrel up the coyote, you know, I'd tell them to get something like. Like a um, uh, an Air
0: Force Condor or something right. like or that, or Gape or a Talon P or anything like that, right? Right. Something may choose a twenty-five caliber or twenty-two caliber projectile.
1: The uh, twenty-five and the, the twenty-two are, are very efficient, uh, especially in the in the Con Air Force Condor. Um, and you can take up the Coyote, you know, the fifty-yard double lung shot or a sure. and you could take Coyote in the head at a hundred yards. Um, If you want to go for, you know, raccoons and bigger, you know, coons are pretty tough. Uh, Coons up to deer, you know, a 308 would work great. Sure. Um, And then if you want to go like coyote and up, you can do 45 caliber.
0: Which is a heck of a caliber. I mean, that's, uh, that's the first one the Air Force came out with in the big bore arena. and. It's, uh, it can take some big boars, <laughs> right? among no, other animals.
1: About, <laughs> about the, the, uh, Air Force Texan 45, you know, if somebody wants to just plink and impress her friends with a 45 caliber air gun, you can shoot round ball. Right. You can turn the power down on the, uh, on the Texan and, uh, you know, you can get about 15, 20 shots shooting round ball.
0: Right. Just for target or whatever. And you know.
1: they're, and they're very accurate with round ball.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, they are. Um, and then you know they go up from there. You know, uh, a lot of custom makers are making 58 caliber. Let's see, Dennis Quackenbush makes a, a 58 caliber pistol and rifle.
0: Wow! And I thought it stopped at 50 caliber, but you're right. I have seen some 58 calibers and and other well, other large calibers out there.
1: Right? There's there's a 12 gauge out there, and then there's uh, the 20 millimeter, which my friend Bob made a long time ago.
0: Well, and I was also gonna mention the the new thing that's out with um was it Sam Yang, the uh the air bolt, Um
1: Oh yes, yeah. It's a uh Sam Yang makes a fifty caliber uh, rifle and they make a fifty caliber shotgun. Yes. And you can put the air bolt into either one. I uh I Jim Chapman was saying that that uh, it's a little bit more accurate because it actually spins it in the the rifle rifles
0: it, right I didn't even think about that before you mentioned that
1: yeah Um, let's see, I saw a video with uh, Keith Warren uh, up in, I think it's Saskatchewan, he shot a really nice buck with the air bolt wow,
0: no that's great so that's basically shooting an equivalent of a specially designed crossbow bolt out of an air gun yeah, it's
1: like four hundred feet per second. They or can like also
0: that. shoot, you know, uh, a bullet, you know. you, you don't have to go right. buy a separate gun to shoot a bolt out of. And you know, Pioneer came out with the airbow originally and this is kind of a playoff of that, but you don't have to buy a special gun that's or a special air gun that is only chambered to shoot arrows or only, you know, chambered to shoot right. you, you have some versatility, and I think that's one thing that company came out with that uh is very interesting this year. I think
1: it sure. is Air Venturi came out with the air bolt And you know, like I said, it's made for 50 caliber, and I do believe their 50 caliber is 4.95, which Dennis has been building 4.95 caliber air guns for a long time. Right. So anybody out there who has a uh, you know, like a Quackenbush with the right length barrel would be able to shoot one of these air bolts. That's
0: interesting. That's interesting. And we actually covered the air bolt. Um, uh, air Venturi's booth was one of the stops that our an editorial team made at Shot Show this year, and you can view that at FishGame.com. If you just type in air bolt, you'll see the video. Um, and I thought that was really interesting to uh, to showcase that to our audience because, again, I'm a big fan of air guns, and I want everybody else to be too. <laughs> so. Right. Um, you know, I, I just love talking to guys like you and I honor guys like you, Eric, because you're out there walking the walk and, and educating people with, with, uh, with knowledge about air guns and, um, and you're showing how powerful they really are and how much takedown power that they have and how accurate they are at the end of the day. You know, uh, it didn't used to be that way years ago. You know, it there's, really didn't.
1: There's, there's still a lot of non-believers, you know, I, I tell them what I do and they look at me and they go, what, a BB gun? Exactly. I I get that too. BB, Big (laughs) Boar.
0: Yeah, Big (laughs) Boar.
1: That's funny. (laughs) That is Um, funny. uh, Let's see. uh, I have a Quackenbush 58 caliber pistol. Oh, cool. and, And it is shooting a 280 grain round ball at, I think, the maximum velocity I've got so far is 620 feet per second.
0: Holy smokes.
1: That is... Oh, uh, well, almost 230 foot-pounds of energy. Yeah, now that gets I, out there. That's not the exact number, but it's it's around that and incredibly accurate. I can almost stack them at 50 yards. Wow,
0: that's great. In and fact, that's...
1: Uh, a couple of days ago, I i i shot a, uh, I shot a, a female sheep, a, a ewe, at uh, 50 yards offhand with the pistol. Whoa. It took 10 seconds to hit the ground and it was done. And that—I mean—we're talking an incredible size hole going in and out, yeah—and a very, very accurate. And the power is there, you know. It's—it's it's, it's like throwing a bowling ball. You know, right. nothing's going to.
0: Yeah, and it's slow, like a muzzleloader, if you want to compare it to that, or uh, or a shotgun slug, you know, or something slow and like heavy. that. It's slow and heavy, yeah. and uh, it's just kind of all the rage now in the firearm industry is subsonic, um, you know, three hundred blackouts and twenty five forty five sharps, and you know these kind of slow moving. Um. Well, the twenty-five forty-five is a little faster than the three hundred blackout. But I mean, basically, you know, targets, uh, d- targets that are hundred yards or two hundred yards, getting hit by something that that hits like a thirty thirty, you know, in firearm terms. And you know, um, it, I, yeah,
1: well, when you talk about firearms and uh, and speed, a lot of people are going for the you know the seven millimeter and 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 all that because they want something that almost shoots like a laser, right? And you know. If that's what they're into, then, you know, to, to each their own. But to me, it, it kind of takes the fun out of it. Yes. Unless you're going for, like, really, really long range, which those guns would be great for something like that. You know, 800, 900 yards, which, you know, there's a TV show about shooting elk at that range. Yeah, which, that's all
0: about long range, hunting, And I, I, really I love watching
1: that. that because, I mean, that that is a skill.
0: That is a skill, but I don't know if you necessarily show one man better than the other by making a 1,200-yard elk shot. You know, I'm just not a fan of that, but that's just my personal opinion. It does take skill. I will agree with you there.
1: But there's so many variables.
0: Sure. Lots of variables of that kind of range, for sure. So, uh, that's great. Well, I don't want to keep you any longer. I know you're, you've are you got a lot on your plate, as, as I do. And uh, is there anything you'd like to uh, let the audience know in closing?
1: Not not every big bore air gun is the same. Um, Stick with the quality air rifles. Um, Just be careful what you do. Sure. You know, buy quality ammunition when it comes to it, and uh, watch my videos. That's right. That's right.
0: (laughs) Tell folks how to find you, Eric.
1: Okay, uh, YouTube. Um, If you type in my name, Eric Henderson, and Adventures A Field, A F I E L D. Adventures Field is the name of my uh, my show. And uh, my show isn't just about hunting. It's it's about, well, it's, it's all about adventure. And that's right. my slogan. It's all about adventure. I have fishing on there. Um, I do a lot of overlanding, you know, where you pack up your truck and you just go. Uh, I don't have any footage of that yet, but I'm into that. You know, I will be getting some on there. Um, cool. it's, it's about the outdoors. You know, it's about going to... Uh, you know, like shot show and and going to manufacturers and interviewing them. Uh, my show is about a year old, but you know, if you go to my, my uh, YouTube page, I'd appreciate that. I need a lot of views. Yeah, you need um, some
0: views and subscribers. I know where that business goes.
1: <laughs> but uh, I don't know, just enjoy the outdoors. No, you that's know, great. Share it with your children. We oh, need a, a new, a new uh, crop of outdoorsmen. No, we do. The way that things are going nowadays, where you know, video games and people brainwashing their kids, and um, you know, guns are bad, eating meat is bad, killing animals is bad. Right? You know.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot. I was just listening to Chester Moore's radio show. He's our editor in chief, and he has a radio show on KLVI here in uh, Beaumont, Texas, uh, East Texas. And, um, he was basically making the point in his, in his kind of rant, um, this past Friday on his show, I was driving back from Houston, listening to it on, on iHeartRadio and he was basically saying that, you know, hunters are the original conservationist. you know, we're the original, uh, green movement, we're the original, you know, to a lot of these things that are going on in the, in the world today, you know, where a lot of conservationists that call themselves conservationists are really preservationists, yeah. Oh
1: right! I mean, like Africa. But a lot of the animals in Africa would be wiped out if it wasn't for the hunters. If it because wasn't for the, the hunters, absolutely. Actually, put a value on the animals, and the people who live there don't have a value on the animals. Right. Except, you know, if, if a lion comes in and they're you know eating their 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 livestock, they'll just go out and slaughter all the all the lions. Right. Or or if you know a herd of animals comes in and is, is eating the grass that their animals are eating. They'll go out and slaughter them. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So hunting is is such a such a powerful force in the continent of Africa alone. You know, uh, right. let alone yeah. here in the states. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was that last part?
1: Um, I said that's that's just, that's just Africa. You right. Know, they actually put a value on there here. You know, who puts more to conservation of animals than hunters do? Yes. I mean, how many millions of dollars a year? to to, uh you know build wetlands for ducks and and uh actually study deer and make sure you know that the herd is doing good right you know a lot or most of that comes from uh the hunting licenses and all the taxes they put on the uh uh the hunting accessories yes right so now all that you know absolutely it all comes from hunters
0: absolutely and i mean there's there's a lot of value and the thing that i want to get out to the masses you know in the best way we can as a hunting community um is that you know hunters are not all bad we actually eat what we kill most of the time or if it's a predator we have a reason for killing that animal to to keep things in check and those kind of things um you know, it's just about getting back to our roots and why we do what we do uh, in the outdoors and, and educating other people on that, not necessarily shoving it down their throat, going, my way's better than your way, but mm-hmm. having that conversation of, here's why we do this as hunters, here's why we do this as outdoors people, uh, outdoors enthusiasts. You know, I think that's definitely a wise a wise conversation to have with folks that are non-hunters.
1: You know, a lot of that, too, is, is that uh, a lot of families uh, base their income off of hunting Sure. As far as like uh, the outfitters, like in Montana, um, you know when they introduced the the wolf up there, the wolves went out and and knocked out a whole bunch of herds of elk, right? And put a put a lot of outfitters out of business.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a real good point. Well, thank you so much for joining me today and um, for being on our show, and I definitely look forward to having you on again one of these days. Thank you, Dustin, for having me. And there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Henderson from Adventures Field and also a shooter with Air Force Airguns and uh, all the other companies that he is sponsored by really excited to have him on the show really excited that you joined us and we uh, were able to listen to that interview it was awesome uh to have a guy like that with that much of a wealth of knowledge on air guns um you know on the show and i've certainly talked about air guns before on this show i just think that's it's, it's something that's new and up and coming and something i wanted to showcase to the audience of um of what's going on and i'll definitely have uh, eric's info in the show notes because he does some amazing things on camera with air guns, uh, long range shots, uh, targets, shooting, hunting, a lot of hunting, and, uh, just a really great guy to have on the show. And I'm really excited. He was able to join us. So if you haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast. Um, it only costs nothing to subscribe <laughs> and you get a new show every two weeks that we automatically crank out here from my little home studio and um also we have the magazine which comes out every month of the year 12 months a year and uh, that is texas fishing game and you can get a subscription online at fishgame.com and also sign up for our newsletter and check out all of our other info there on uh, fishgame.com you can subscribe there uh, to the magazine you can get the digital issues in the magazine you can also again sign up for the newsletter and check out all of our awesome web content on there And then also we will be at the Bassmaster Classic. We just got done with the Houston Fishing Show and coming up next later in March is the Bassmaster Classic. I should have a fishing guest on next show just to give you a heads up on that. And uh, we'll definitely be talking a little bit about the Bassmaster Classic and uh, what's going on here in Texas because we call this the year of the bass because we have so much bass fishing stuff going on this year in Texas and uh, it's pretty pretty awesome. And I can't believe that the classic actually came here this year. So I'm really excited about that as well. So thank you so much again for watching. Thank you so much again for reading. Thank you so much again for listening and have an awesome day in the outdoors.